from Center City. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 20th of October, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Good news for university students. On Friday the 14th, the Academic Staff Union of Universities ended its eight-month strike. Various universities announced their resumption dates during the week, and the University of Lagos said it will resume on Monday the 24th, while the University of Nigeria will do so on Saturday the 22nd. Initially, the union went on strike because the executive did not give public universities $3 billion, something they had agreed on in 2009. The union also demanded an increase in salaries and the payment of accrued allowances. On Friday the 7th, President Buhari said the executive set aside $1 billion in the 2023 budget to increase next year's salaries of university staff. However, the union said most of its issues were not resolved before calling off the strike and that they will go on strike again if its demands are not met in the near future. In unrelated news, on Thursday the 13th, the appeal court dismissed an eight-count charge against Inamdi Karnu, the separatist leader of the indigenous people of Biafra, which is a group that encourages the Igbo ethnic group to leave Nigeria and become an independent state. The executive deems the group a terrorist organization and filed a 15-count charge bordering on terrorism and treason in June of last year against the Karnu but the court struck out seven of the charges back in April. Since we mentioned the judiciary on Monday the 17th, the Supreme Court said the Chief Justice will swear in 62 lawyers as senior advocates of Nigeria on the 28th of November. The senior advocate of Nigeria is a title that is given to lawyers that have distinguished themselves in the profession and have at least 10 years of experience. Up to Tuesday the 18th, legislators from 11 states approved the 44 constitutional amendment bills that the Senate and House of Representatives had passed in March. On the same day, legislators from the remaining 25 states said they wouldn't pass the bills until the federal legislators added four more constitutional amendments to the list, including draft laws to establish a state police and a state judicial council. Recall that legislators in at least 24 states have to pass a constitutional amendment bill to become a law. And moving on to a bill that was signed, President Buhari signed the startup bill into law on Wednesday the 19th. Under the act, small and medium-sized companies need to get a certificate called the startup label to be regarded as a startup company. These registered startups will be able to access funds from a trust fund of about $23 million created to support them. Technology hubs and startup accelerators can also access the fund. Also, these startups will be excused from paying taxes for the first four years since their registration. On Saturday the 14th, the government-owned Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the national oil companies of Sengal, Mauritania, and Morocco to build a gas pipeline. The 5,000-kilometer pipeline will run from Nigeria to Europe and pass through Morocco and several African countries like Sengal, Mauritania, Liberia, Sierra Leone, among others. On that note about oil and gas, on Monday the 17th, 
The Nigeria Liquefied Natural Gas Company, also known as the NLNG, had to stop producing gas at its plants because the floods disrupted its operations. On the same day, Portuguese oil and gas company Gulp Energia said it will face a gas shortage if the NLNG ceases operations for a long time. Portugal imports approximately half of its liquefied natural gas from Nigeria. At least the NLNG prize for literature went ahead. The poem Nomad by Romeo Oriagun won the prize on Friday the 14th. NLNG sponsors the prize and it honors writers in four genres, fiction, poetry, drama, and children's literature. The genres alternate, and each year the prize goes to a different category. The winner took home $100,000 in prize money. On to some news on finances. News outlet Bloomberg published a report on Wednesday the 12th, which quoted the Minister of Finance saying that the country was restructuring its debt by extending its repayment period. However, the following day, on Thursday the 13th, the Debt Management Office said in response to the report that the minister was misquoted and that the country will repay its debt immediately, but it will do so by issuing long-term debt. Would you like to read Bloomberg's full report? You can follow the link in our show notes. Speaking of the Minister of Finance, on Tuesday the 18th, she said the best way to reduce the country's debt burden and stop the need for borrowing is for the government to collect more taxes and reduce wasteful spending. On Monday the 17th, the National Bureau of Statistics reported that the year-on-year inflation rate increased by 4% to almost 21%. According to the Bureau, the inflation rate soared because of the disruption in food supply caused by the floods and the rise in the import costs due to the devaluation of the Naira. And since we mentioned the floods, on Sunday the 16th, The Ministry of Humanitarian Affairs said that the floods displaced more than 1 million people and that the death toll has increased to 600. The Emergency Management Agency distributed 12,000 metric tons of grains to flood victims on Friday the 14th. Due to the floods, on Wednesday the 19th, the Australian consulate issued a travel advisory warning its citizens against traveling to Nigeria. The statement said the floods had caused severe damage to infrastructure, so essential services might be disrupted. However, if someone needs to travel urgency, they should follow the local authorities' advice and check the media for updates. On the other hand, on the same day, the Japanese Prime Minister condoled with Nigeria over the floods. And on Thursday the 13th, the UK Minister of Africa said the UK will provide assistance to those affected by the floods and it will support Nigeria by building long-term climate resilience infrastructure and early warning systems to predict floods. Moving on to some news on the elections, the ruling All Progressives Congress Party won all executive and legislative seats in the local government election held in Orshun State on Saturday the 15th. Speaking of the ruling party, its candidate, Oyebaji, was sworn in as the new governor of Erkiti State by the chief justice of the state on Sunday the 16th. He won the gubernatorial election held on the 18th of June. 
On Wednesday the 19th, the Electoral Commission invited all political parties contesting in next year's general elections to a meeting next week to remind them to be nonviolent while campaigning and adhere to the Electoral Act. This comes after a campaign rally of the main opposition, the People's Democratic Party, in Kanduna State, which was attacked a day earlier on Tuesday the 18th. And in some entertainment news on Saturday the 15th, the Cinema Exhibitors Association said cinemas generated just above $1 million from ticket sales in September, which represents a 31% increase from August. The top five most watched films were foreign films, The Woman King, Beast, and Thor, Love and Thunder, and local films, Passport and Brotherhood. And finally, some sports news. On Friday the 14th, the Nigerian beach soccer team withdrew from the AFCON competition that was to start on the 21st of October because it didn't have enough funds for tournament expenses. The team was in Group A alongside Mozambique, Malawi, and Morocco. And that's it for this week. We are thinking of having some special conversations like interviews but less interviewee about Nigeria with knowledgeable, interesting people. And we're looking for volunteers. We'll do the organizing and editing. We just need someone to hold the conversation. If you're interested, please write to us at Nigeria at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. And let's explore the possibilities. Karoti. Karoti.